And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode number 44 today. This podcast is brought to you by Supreme Clientele Barbershop, located in Browntown, Old Bridge, New Jersey, in the Browntown uh, Shopping Center, I should say. Shout out to our guys, Ray and Dave over there. I'm actually going to get my cut there tomorrow. I was just thinking about this, Kurtzman, honestly. Like, if you have a 430 game, you could just go get a cut and then come play. You could be, you know... Oh, <laughs> yeah, like I know, listen, I know for the football league, I used to always try to get a haircut right before, before your game. Yeah, Saturday, yeah, you, yeah. Get, you know, you, you look good, you, you look good, play good, that's what they say, so shout out to our guys at Supreme Clientele in Browntown Shopping Center, Old Bridge, New Jersey. Go All get right. a cut. Yes, sir, what's good, everybody, what's good, we're back on the podcast. Um, a lot of you guys, it's going to be your first time ever listening to any one of the podcast that we do because a lot of new people in the league i'm just gonna say this now usually it's me kurtzman we get the captains coming on with the uh like sometimes we'll have the captains on with people in the league that have good games they'll come on the podcast uh my dad who's usually in the football league he refs and does every single game and he pays a little bit more attention to that than he probably does the best well he was watching the football game uh yeah. this past one but he'll be on here a lot uh, Augie will be on here. Dylan will always be on here. All the people we people love that podcasts. we're friends with that yeah. want to come on. Our to friend the pod. group, we do it too. Um, I do podcasts with um, with Stephen Strom as well. I know he's about to join the league. Triple Threat Podcast. You can find it on all of my socials. Um, I, I that's a sports podcast. I'm talking football, NBA, you know, NFL, Super Bowl coming up. Obviously, all that stuff. Uh, and I'm just gonna throw this one out there too. I do a YouTube channel. I got a YouTube channel with my girlfriend Brian Teach. If you guys would subscribe to that, that would be super dope as well. Uh, yeah, I, I do content. TJ, I, I ref the games um, this past week. I ref the first three. Kirsten ref the last one, if you don't know me. Uh, I do content, and that's a big part of my... Uh Wife. My, big, big part of my life. Big, is, your wife right big now, part yeah. of my life right now. So um yeah, I'm I'm ready to get right into it, Kirsten, unless you have anything uh you want to say. No, I think I'm ready to rock. So uh Um actually I just wanted to start let's start off. Let's start off then. Uh really good week one, in my opinion. I thought this was was super dope. Four I think competitive games. Four four good games. Every game had its moments too. Uh I thought it was really good. Let's start with the first game of the day. The Kings versus Underdogs. Underdogs. That is um Bobby's team. Versus uh, Nick King's team, so that was the first game of the day. This one in the first half was a was a back and forth battle. I, I remember I you, I was sitting uh, as I was running up the court, you were sitting at the scores table. I turned to you, I was like, "Is this the best game ever?" Yeah, because <laughs> both teams were just out there back and forth, getting buckets. Um, the two better play, uh, the two stars for the Kings in Jolatano and Liam Byrne, they were out there making plays, getting buckets. Um, but they were also getting a lot of. Help from a lot of different places. Uh, Paul Ferrali was doing a little bit. Rob Bacanti, Nick King, Sam Allen had the first basket in Bear Down Sports Basketball history. history. So that was something that he came up to me right away and told me. And I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, it's, it's a milestone right there for the league. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like as the game wore on, as the game got into the second half, the underdogs kind of found their stride on defense and they were able to get a lot of stops and pair them up with scores. And that's kind of why the, the score seemed a lot more lopsided than the game actually was. I, I remember early on in the game, I thought it was super balanced. And then, um, like you said, uh, Liam and um, the, I forget his uh, the other guy's name. I'm sorry. Joe, Joe, Mat- Joe Matano. The two guys yeah. who were handling the ball early mm-hmm. in the game for the Kings. Um, they, they were playing really well and they both kind of came out at the same time. And this is why when we were talking about in the preview, 
week one is just you take week one for what it is it's just it all it is is week one because you'll be way better in week six when you figure out your lineups and your rotation so i think that's just a perfect example of it there it was really competitive both of them came out of the game at the same time and it's not like the other guys i'm not saying they came in and, and did a horrible job i'm just saying those were probably their best two ball handlers that came out at the same time making mm -hmm. it way tougher to score um things like that but to get to the underdogs here, uh, they were super, super impressive. Um, they played together. They played they, together. They, in other you could tell. Before. You could yes. tell they played together a hundred percent. Vinny Ficino, you could tell SJV. He's very familiar with the court. He was lighting it up. He got to his spots. Um, the other, the other guy's name here, um, Rob Marquez, he had a huge day. I kept referring to him as the kid with the yellow shoes. Cause I didn't know his name in the beginning, but the blonde, he was, with the blonde yes, hair. The blonde. Yes. He Rob, was being Rob Marquez, super, he yes. was being super aggressive, getting to the hole, making, making plays happen around him, passing out to Vin, passing out to Billy. Uh, they have a very well-rounded team. A lot of guys who just know how to play basketball and a lot of guys who know how to play their role. Yeah. Um, I don't know your name at the moment. Number 20 on the, on I know the exactly what you're talking he about. He was rebounding yes. every single time. It was a free throw and his team was shooting the free throw. He was getting the rebound. And mm. I, he came up to me and said, am I going to lead the league in uh, rebounds? And I said, I guess we'll see what the stats have to say after. But he had, oh, I think he had nine or 10 rebounds uh, in week one. And he didn't even play that many. He had minutes. 11. No, 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 no. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Rob yeah. Marquez had yeah. 11 there. No. Um, but they were just very good. Well-rounded They They had a big man who had a couple nice post moves. who was good on, good on the glass. And, I think they're a force to be reckoned with in this league. I feel like Rob Marquez, I feel like his name is Bobby. I feel like he goes yes. by Bobby, it, too. He told me his name is Bobby. But, okay, he yeah. because I don't want to be on here be like, Rob. And yeah, I'd yeah. be like, someone would be like, yo, Thomas Savaro. Like, I can't be doing that. So if his name is Bobby, so we apologize. Yeah, Bobby. Bobby. Bobby was super tough. Um, I thought he came out. He might have been the most aggressive player of the day, mm -hmm. in all honesty. He was... He was going to the rim on every single play. Um, kind of tough to officiate. In my, in, just to be honest, he's throwing his body on every single play. He wants the contact. He's finishing through contact. Um, he he's really good. I think that they might have been the underdogs in terms of pressing, getting their hands on the ball, and just contact and initiating contact. They might have been the most aggressive team the entire day. So I was definitely super impressed by them yeah in the beginning of the game they were putting a lot of pressure on the ball handlers for the kings and the king's ball handlers were doing fine yeah like getting around them making plays but if they sped the game up as the they, game they goes, got they got to yeah, how they exactly. wanted to play they the it seems like the underdogs like to play fast they like to get after you and they like to make things make they like to make things happen rather than let things happen yeah so i think that was um very good indicator of what we're going to see from them going forward so, uh, like the football league, whenever we talk about the games, and I always read every single player's stats and the game. I'm not gonna go and read every single player's stats. I'm just gonna give you the guys who made impact, did a lot. I felt deserved to be shouted out on the podcast. These stats could also be found on obffl.com. Kirsten will have. I'm pretty sure you have most of them done right now. You have all of them done very shortly here after you guys hear this. Will probably already be done. Um, this is it's still obffl.com. We have not changed the name of the website yet. We're working on that right now. But yeah, I'm gonna try to get to it. Yeah, this so you can find these on obffl.com. Yeah, yeah. So for the Kings, uh, guys, I felt stood out. Paul Ferrelli finished with 14 points, yeah. shot four of eight from three. Uh, Liam Byrne in the little minutes he played, I felt like he wasn't on the court, and at times when he was on the court, he wasn't doing a lot. But uh, finished with 13 points, five of eight from the field, also hit three threes. Uh, and for the underdogs, we talked about Bobby Marquez. You probably saw it on the Instagram. Finished with 20 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, uh, as a guard, that's yeah. super impressive to get 11 rebounds. He's a bigger guard, like you said, likes to get contact. Vinny Fashino finished with 14 points. And Billy Fashino, his cousin, um, 
stats wise, I want to say it was around 11.6 rebounds, but he was everywhere, he on, the everywhere court. on the floor. He was every loose ball, every person with the ball, he was in front of it. And I expect a lot more of that going forward. Yeah, I like their team a lot. Yep, I like their team a lot also. All right, let's get to the the next game we have here. It was um, injured reserve versus a section. Um, a section. So that is the Ryan Mork is the captain yeah, of that Ryan team, Mork. and then Dylan and, Perone with yes. Joe Piscopo and Nick Tompkins and them on that team. Kurtzman, you played in this game. Yeah, uh, I'll start off with you. Give me your opinion of the of team A section. Uh, it seemed like A section needs to figure out. Uh, who's going to play what role. It seemed like Joe had the ball in his hands a lot during the game, which is fine. He's your point guard. He's your main player. He's going to make a lot of plays for you. But I feel like he needs to do a better job of getting other guys involved. I feel like he did take a lot of shots. I believe he took 19 threes, which... Is James a lot. Harden. Joe, J- is the, yeah. Joe, Joe is James Harden. Joe is James Harden. <laughs> and at one point, he was 1 of 12, but he hit six of his last seven. Yeah. And, that won, crazy. and that won them the game. I just think they, they're they going to get better at figuring out the rotations, getting guys in the right spots to make plays. Um, I would like for them to find out, find a second ball handler so that Joe doesn't have to do everything on the court. And if Joe's missing I know, time. Um, what's the name was handling the ball a little bit too? Oh, Vella. Mike Vella. You're Mike right. Vella was You're right. Mike Vella was definitely handling the ball. Um, but yeah, no, I just think that if they have one more guy who can really go out there and probably just score a little bit more for them, I think that'll go a long way into the, their success possibly in yeah. this league. Um, their bigs played well. Nick Tompkins is a force in the middle. Yeah, uh, Drain, another big body, 6'7". He was getting to the rack. He got to the line a few times, I believe. Uh, I like their team. I just think they need to grow together and continue to get better. Yeah, uh, definitely a good win for them to start the season. Like you said, Nick Tompkins and Dritton were definitely, uh, they definitely played well down low. Joe took him a little bit to start to get it going, but you know Joe is going to get it going. He's, I love how he, he never, never lacks confidence ever. Never. Continued to pull the trigger and he, and he got hot and uh, really, you know, kind of won them the game with, with his shooting at the end there. So uh, I thought that was a good win for them. Definitely. As, as far as uh, injured reserve goes, um, they, they missed some shots. Uh, I think they have to do a little bit better job of moving the ball a little bit. I feel like it got stagnant a few times, Kurtz, when I know you were playing, you were handling the ball a little bit. I think, you know, especially playing against the zone, it should the ball movement should be a little bit more crisp. But that's probably because they haven't played together. Um, Justin Morick, I have full confidence that he'll look better in upcoming weeks. He didn't shoot well. He just seemed a little rusty. You know, you got to get back into it. You got to get some game shots up. Um, same thing with Dean. I thought Dean was a little rusty too. And obviously you're missing... Jimbo Long and Mike Danino who probably be their two best players. Yeah, and on top of that, they're all they were also oh, missing. And Spo and Spo and they're was, also okay. missing Samson. So the, they missing possibly three of their four or four of their five four. best players. Yeah. So I don't think this is week one was a fair indication to how good injured reserve can be. Yeah. Um, I just think that they need to do a better job of showing up. Mm. Um, so you're already questioning attendance. No, no, I'm not questioning <laughs> their attendance. I just think that the game might have been a little bit different had their their players shown up. But listen. You play with who you got, yeah. and a section came out, got the win, and it was a big win for them because this could be someone they're jockeying for a playoff position for later in the season. All right, let's 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 uh, get into some stats here, yep. and then we will get into the next game. Yep, so Joe Piscopo, we talked about it. Uh, six of 19 from three, finished with 20 points. He was the main catalyst on the offense. Uh, kind of did a little bit of everything for them. Mike Vela finished with eight points and three rebounds, and Nick Tompkins finished with 10 points, and he hit some clutch free throws at the end of the Absolutely. game. Uh, I think he went 4-4 four, four from the line at the end of the yeah. game, and we were smooth. almost he okay. Smooth, too. I was, when we were at the when we were in a timeout, I said, yeah, let's just foul any of their bigs, and Smitty was like, no, Tompkins will make the free throws, and it ended up Tompkins had the ball in his hands. We fouled him, and he made yeah, all yeah, four, he so he iced the game for them. Uh, I was impressed with their game. I just hope that they continue to build as a team. 
uh, for injured reserve. Nick so, Tompkins thought I was uh, I was pulling for you a little bit. Really? He's like, I was like, I know that's your boy and all. He said he was just, at that game. He was emotional, but it was funny. He's nah. like, I know that's your boy and all, but it was funny. No, I don't. I think, shout out to I, Nick Tompkins. I think if any, I think if anything, you'd be it'd be funny <laughs> to see me. Yeah, you'd be you. funny <laughs> to see me lose. Yeah. Um, and for injured reserve, uh, I pl- I played for them, so the points aren't going to add up to what they actually are on the stats. But Smitty played a good game for having to do a lot more than his role will need him to do going forward. I'm not worried about Smitty. No, no. He finished eight points, five rebounds. George finished with nine rebounds. You talked about him playing bigger. I had to talk with George today. Did you? I had to talk. Yeah, in the group chat, I had to talk with him. Oh, okay. I, I didn't George. see. Me I and George had this. to talk today. Don't we don't got to discuss George in the pot right now? Me and him already had our all talk. All right. Well, he did all right. I think Ryan Morick uh, needs to get a little more involved in the offense. I, a lot of times when he was screening and rolling, he wasn't rolling. He was fading to the three. And that's yeah, Morick had a big. Game. He had a clutch M one though. He did have a clutch M one that brought us, I think, back in front. But uh, he just needs to do a little more rolling yeah, on yeah, the screen and 100%. roll. That's your game, Morick. Stay, stay, in the, <laughs> stay within ten feet. Not Morick's not a stretch big. <laughs> no, not yet. Um, is that it for this one? Yeah, uh, right, let's get, a let's, section came out a 50-42 win. Do we have, do we have stats? You read the stats. I, yeah, right? I gave yeah. the right. stats to the player. Let's go to the next game here, which is heart over height versus grit and grind. I thought this was probably, mm-hmm. it would have been the game of the day until the last until game. Until the last game of the day, but, but this game was super exciting. I thought these were two very good teams. Uh, I'll start off, I was so impressed by Dylan Quigley. Uh, he got off. Dylan Quigley probably got off more than anyone else got off. I, on Sunday, he oh, had yeah. what thirty one. Did he lead the the league in scoring? Yes, uh, he leads the league in scoring currently with thirty one points. Led the league in scoring, was really getting to anywhere on the floor that he wanted to, and obviously hit the game winner at the end. Little Kyrie sidestep to the right, pull up in someone's face. It looked face. just like it, it honestly the, it looked just Kyrie like shot. Kyrie on Steph in the finals. Yeah, it was the but, Kyrie uh, game seven shot. Not to guess his head up, but uh, he, Shafiq had nineteen. Yeah, and I and I felt like he could have had more. Oh, he I, left a lot of points. No, on the that's table. what I'm saying. And he had he had 19, so I expect him to to continue with you know scoring in the 20s. I, I think he's that kind of a player. He was he was had a lot of good looks. He he knocked a lot down, but mm-hmm. I I think he could have made some more. He's definitely uh, very tough. Dylan had a little bit of an off game, which I think will obviously turn around. I just think he needs to you know he hasn't played basketball in a little bit. Um, just still though, hit the clutch one and played good defense, rebounding at the end of the game. Uh, Nick Zalek, another person who had a little stretch there by himself, where, by himself like a 7 run by, by himself. himself. And he, he was getting off definitely. Uh, and I expect him to shoot way better. Nick could, I don't, Nick's shot is not broken, but on Sunday it looked a little bit broken. And I know mm-hmm. that's not how he shoots, but again, incredible athlete, sick athlete, get into the lane. Uh, he was a beast. Um, I, I and listen, they're missing, uh, Jason Gomes in this game as well. I think that's another team they know they've clearly played together before. They were also missing Mergham. Oh, okay. We'll talk about Mergham yeah, when, we'll when he gets yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. Um, I thought I thought they looked really good. What what was your opinion on them? Um, like you said, I think Dylan and Shafiq are going to be the two engines that keep this this train going. Yeah. Uh, with Jason Gomes coming back, he'll probably be the the main ball handler on the court. But he's just going to be looking to get everyone else involved. That's his game. That's how he plays. Um, I was super impressed by Dylan quickly. I played with him one time prior, and he was good, but. What I saw yesterday was a different animal. He shot a ball from about, I don't know, 35, 36 feet. And yeah, he was, he was cashing yeah, out. Yeah, and also with his shot, very weird. Barely gets over the rim, but... Line drive yeah, type. Yeah, line drive type, but I, it goes in. I was very impressed by them. They moved the ball well. They were um, playing a lot as a team, playing very good defense, rebounding the ball very well. Uh, I was actually very impressed with Nick Zalek. I hadn't seen him play basketball in probably a year at this point. I knew he was very athletic, but he was taking Dom off the dribble 
and Dom knew it was coming and still couldn't stop it a little bit. And Nick I was a little, is very, Nick he's is a very good. He's no, a he's a problem. And I think that if you have too big, like too big of a big that can't move laterally quick enough to stay with him, that's a mismatch in a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, I'm impressed with their team. I like where they're going to be going moving forward. They're going to be the upper echelon of the league. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to grit and grind, they I have think a- this is the perfect example that we said in the first game. Uh, lineups. They yeah, were up they, ten. They were up ten. Some guys came out of the game and then they folded a little bit and then they were kind of like down. They is a, a very quick flip in that game. It went from they were up ten to down ten in a pretty like three or four or five minute span. There, yeah. it happened quick. They're like a twenty point swing almost. Yep. Um, and then they they collected themselves and, and got back into it. But uh, I just think they need to play better together. I think yeah. that Dubs and Majid are two very ball dominant players, but they can both play off the ball as well and make plays for other and, and players. And they, they both of them are they both of them want to make plays for other oh, players. Oh, hundred percent. I don't think Majid is always looking to pass. Dubs always looking to pass. Yeah. They shoot when they have to. And I just think that the more they play together, the more they are seeing the court together. I think they need to stagger their minutes a little bit better. I Maja was off the court for about eight or nine minutes in a row in yeah. the second half. And I think that was when they went on that run. Uh, that's when Heart of Your Height went yeah. on that run where we talked about they were down 10 and then they were up 10. So I just think that with getting more acclimated with your team and figuring out the rotations, I think Grit and Grind is also going to be another team that is fighting for a top spot in the playoffs. I, I agree 100%. Billy got off in this one. Dubs got off. I think Billy's um, going to have a very good season because he's going to have the third best guy guarding him. And Billy and Billy knows exactly how to play with Ryan. So He's been playing with him and then And then time. when he figures out and him and Majid start gaining a little bit of chemistry, uh, Dom in this game was quiet, and I know Dom is way better than what he was on, on Sunday, mm-hmm. so I expect them to be right there. They'll be fine. Um, I, I think that they just... They let this one slip away from them, not taking anything away from Hard Over Height, but they were in control of this one, and they let it slip away, and Hard Over Height definitely took it. Go into some stats here before we get into the uh, the next one. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Quigley finished with 31 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, had 2 steals and a block, really filled up the stat sheet. He was 10 of 19 from the field and uh, 5 of 7 from 3. Shafiq had 19 points and 4 assists, shot 7 of 18, 5 of 15 from 3. Uh, Nick Zalek, 15 points, 9 rebounds. He's going to be a double-double machine in this league yep. the entire season. Uh, for Grit and Grind, Ryan Williamson, 17 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, shot 7-11 from the field, 3 of 3 from 3. Billy Andrews, 22 points, 7 rebounds, 8 of 13 from the field. Majid, quiet. Only only took 7 shots. Yeah. That's just unlike Majid's game. Now, I think there's going to be games where one of those three isn't taking as many shots, but yeah. I think they should all be taking in the 10-plus shot range mm. going forward for their team. Okay. All right, let's get into the... Uh... Let's get into the last game of the day here. This which, game was something else. Yeah, this was uh, the Flippers, the led Flippers. by Julius Belton, uh, against Tom DeSegli's team, which is the Bad Boys. This one was very crazy. It started off, it looked like... This one showed that chemistry mattered, at least in the beginning of the in game. In the beginning of the game, um, they got... Tom's team's definitely played together up, before. 21-3, they were up. They were up 21-3, to and you were just kind of waiting. Like, is Julius going to turn it on? What's Gorky doing? Like, we were just... We are kind of waiting, and then um, they went up big. They were really hitting all their shots. Tom DeSegui was killing... Uh, Tom DeSegui was bro- half, his brother. Andrew was Andrew killing. was... Was was his name Andrew? Andrew? Desegui, yeah, Andrew DeSegui. I don't know. I'm sorry if, I, if I'm wrong. That's Andrew DeSegui. Okay, he was... <laughs> yes! Sorry. Andrew DeSegui. Matt is the one that tore his ACL. Matt, like, Matt is... Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. Andrew DeSegui. He was getting off, too. He was yeah. cashing out. 
Um, Christian Garcia. Oh, beast. Yeah, we, we've known about him. I've seen him. Yeah. I've been watching him play for a while. We played the YMCA league with him, but I knew what he was about. Yeah. But he came out and he was hitting all his shots. He was super efficient, super effective, really doing a lot for their team in terms of just when they, the offense was stagnant, they can get the ball to him and he was just making plays for them. Yeah, and they went up big early. And, and in the middle of the second half, they were they, still up 20. Yeah, they were up 20. And I think they took the foot off the gas a little bit. Will got super hot. And then at the end of the game with the press with Jack and Julius, you know, they were getting steals Multiple at the end of the game. The end of the game. They were forcing turnovers left and right. Um, they hit every big shot. Will missed one and then got it right back and then hit it. Uh, they, they went crazy. Will was 7-11 from three. He had uh, he led the weekend in, in three-point three made, made, right? Yeah. He, he, they really went off. Julius, slow start, picked it up late as you expect. Uh, they did. They really. They shot so well from the free throw line. Gorky was five of seven, mm-hmm. and I played. We played with Gorky forever. That's Gorky five of seven. You'll take that any day of the week, and that's not a shot at Gorky. He knows he'll take five of seven any day of the week too. Uh, Jack hit four free throws to ice the game. Julius did not. They, these guys did not will. None of them missed free throws. At These the are all the former game. high school players yeah. besides Gorky. So, you know, I mean, you know as well. I, I mean, I don't know as well, but you know, in high school practice, you're shooting a lot of free throws, I yeah. can imagine. <laughs> they so, made a lot. They they really made their, their free throws um, when it counted. I think that was at the end of the game. That was they, they did not give any chance. They took full momentum and they ran with it. I think once they got within like five points, you kind of saw the by language of the bad boys. They kind of just were out of it they were like yeah. how did we, how did we allow them to even get within five points with like two to play and then a minute goes by and then they're down turnovers three. layups turnover layup turnover three and just yeah. like that you're down three with 40 seconds to go and then you're taking a it, it was a pretty good look i thought from christian yeah. uh with like 40 seconds left they were down three i think he got a pretty good look at yeah, it he, he just happened to, it just didn't go in it rimmed out um crazy but, the cra- absolutely crazy comeback uh yeah. It was fun to officiate, it, honestly. It was it was it was really fun to watch, and it's it's just it it's, it goes to show you that you can't you can't let up in this league because there's a lot of talented people like Will. No, not just you know if you can't ball, you can't just go a seven eleven from three. No. Will could hoop. Like people, like you gotta respect it. You have to know it. So and he was taking wide open ones all day too. It was almost like the uh, the the, other, the bad boys were just allowing him to shoot. Like maybe they don't know his game. Maybe yeah. they haven't seen him play in a while. But that's not a guy that you want to just let shoot because he starts feeling getting catching a rhythm. Yeah, he was. You in, see seven yeah. of eleven, and that's what happens. He and was, that sparked the comeback. He was in great rhythm. Um, that was that was a probably yeah, was my a favorite game, game. Of, of the weekend. Yeah, uh, I rewatched we, the tape of that game. It was very exciting. <laughs> it was it was a barn burner. Let's get into the stats in this one. And then we'll get into your power rankings to, to end it off, Chris. Yeah. So uh, for the Flippas, Julius finished with four, 15 points, 4 assists, 5 of 10 shooting. Uh, he looked a little rusty in the beginning of the game. I think I, he told me it's been almost a year since he's really played competitively. Yeah. So he just needed to get back into the things. Uh, Will Oswald, we talked about him. 7 of 11 from 3, 8 of 12 from the field. Uh, hit both free throws at the end of the game, 25 points. Gorky, 17 and 17. I forgot to mention oh. Femi too. I forgot to mention Femi. Oh, when yes. we were in the game. I'm sorry, Femi shots, Femi. Femi, um, he got hot at the right time, though. He started hitting at the right time, and he made free throws, too, at the end yep. of the game. Yeah, so. he finished with 13 points and three rebounds. Yeah. Um, and for the bad boys, Christian Garcia finished with 28 points, eight rebounds, four assists. Did that on 12 of 18 shooting. Like I said, super efficient. He's That's probably going to be somewhat of his stat line the entire season. Agreed. Uh, Andrew DeSegli finished with 13 points, hit four threes on the night. 
or the day. Ain Albrecht finished with 14 and 7. Was also he impressed me a lot with his game. I remember him more. Aiden made a, a Aiden, bunch of Aiden was making was making uh actual like moves getting to the rim. Uh, Aiden had 14 and they were jump shots. Like he was getting yeah, 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 jump he was shots. Well. He wasn't just they were, these weren't just six, seven guy making a layup over Absolutely. someone. He, he had an offensive game that I was very impressed with. Uh Tom DeSegli finished with nine points, got hot early in the first half, hit three threes. Uh, other than that, he stayed a little quieter in the second half. And Sean McRae, their point guard, he was doing a lot of the ball handling for them. He finished with nine points, three rebounds, four assists. Um, I think a big thing for them was turnovers. They finished with 14 turnovers on the day. So yeah. I just think that they need to clean that up a little bit. We talked about most of those happening at the end of the game rather than not when they were going up on their huge run. So I just think they need to, they need to clean up the end of the game and they'll be fine. I know they're missing two guys. They were, they were missing two guys. So uh, hopefully they everyone has a full squad next week and that'll be... Another exciting week of basketball. I agree 100%. Uh, let's get to your power rankings before we close this one out here. So this is just based upon what I saw in week one. Um, winning obviously matters a little bit, but you still have to show me something. So the best thing I, I test. I no, test. Chris and I analytics guys. I test. I'm guy. an eye test guy. So <laughs> I the top team right now is the Flippas. They came out. They came back from a crazy deficit. Uh, they kind of sort of really started playing together. I like their blend of players. I think they're going to continue to grow and get better as a team going forward. I like the underdog second. They have three guys who can legitimately score the basketball at any time. They have two really good bigs, and I like their team a lot. Then I have hard over height. Um, I, I think they need to get more guys. Dylan took a lot of shots for them, as he should be. Dylan Quigley, that is. Um, I would like to see what their team looks like when Jason Gomes is there, where the shots are coming, how are the shots being distributed with Jason also being out there. I think he's going to move the ball very well. Four, I have the bad boys. Tough loss at the end of the game. They could still end up winning the league. Um, Thomas Edley came on the podcast and said they would only lose one game the whole year. So I guess, so that was I, guess it. You I guess they're system. I guess they're running the table from here on out. Uh, five, I have grit and grind. Like we said, they're going to only get better. They have too much talent on that team to not be one of the better teams in the league. I have a section six. I have injured reserve seven. They were missing three key players, four key players on their team. So I'm reserving judgment a little bit on them until next week. Eight, I have the Kings. I just want to see a little more out of them. Get better lineups. Get make sure you have one of those two guys on the court at all times. Also, I'm uh, I want to see what kind of um, what happens when they face a real big man. They don't. Their their height is a little lacking. And ninth, I have Zaheer's team. That's just because you haven't played yet, and I don't really know the players on your team mm. as of now. Mm. Okay. A 10th team is on the horizon. Yeah, and we have our our 10th team joining up as well. I um, believe so. It'll be a competitive team. Yeah, we'll we'll be back. Um, we'll do a preview here over the next few days, possibly. Maybe don't count on it. Not one hundred percent sure. Depending just on with my work schedule. Depending really. on Christmas work schedule. But if not, we will see you guys on Sunday. Make sure if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. If you're listening on SoundCloud or Spotify, make sure to follow. And we'll catch you guys on Sunday, twelve thirty.